0: Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate.
1: Say you don't need no diamond rings, and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things that money just can't buy. I
0: don't care too much for money. Money can buy me love. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli.
2: And this is Drew Tignanelli here, Money, Riches, and Wealth, here with Jackson Courtney. Jackson, how are you? I'm doing great, Drew. Thanks for having me on tonight. Well, That's good. Always good to have you, my friend. And uh, we're on an open show tonight, Jackson, so that means that our listeners are our guests. They get to call in, ask any questions they want. So if you want to call in and direct the conversation tonight, 410-922-6680, 410 410- 922 6680 and you get to direct the conversation say this is the topic that i want to talk about it's important to me and if you want to do that 410-922-6680 is the way to call in and do that 410-922-6680 and uh, jackson while we wait to see if anybody calls in
0: um, what topics do you have on your mind there, my friend? Well, first of all, I just wanna remind everyone that we do have an in-person event coming up uh, here in a couple months. There's gonna be more uh, details to follow on that. Um, but Drew will be in Maryland in person. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be talking about his book a little bit and some, some top 10 financial planning topics. Um, so if you wanna come, uh, we'll, we'll have some more details on that in, in, in the future.
2: It's May 9th, right? It's definitely going to be May 9th. There's yep. no doubt about that. You That's know? right. So uh, we just have to figure out where the location will be and so forth. But yes, I will be in town 8, 9, 10 of uh, May. And uh, on the 9th, we're going to do a, an event for any of our listeners, our clients, and whoever wants to come and uh, enjoy the night uh we'd love to have you anyway what else is going on in your mind there
0: jackson uh well we do have a caller uh should we should we go to mark in in baltimore
2: well let me just say to everyone while we're going to go to mark you can call in too and direct the conversation 410 922-6680 and let's go to mark
0: okay hey mark how you doing
3: I am doing fine good evening um but the question I have is concerned about social security earnings. I recently got my statement uh from you know from the, from this past calendar year twenty twenty three It looks like it was a very little modest cost of living increase you know because if you're at a certain age so my question is I heard something where that if you there are certain limits how far you can work you know and towards the benefits and so forth so my question is if you're uh, Someone would say if you make a dollar, more than a dollar than what's allowed, you can lose a whole lot of money, like over $1,700 in benefits and all that. So what are the limits or parameters? Uh, so how old are duty. you?
2: How old are you? I'm
3: actually returning 64.
2: 64. So if you're under your full retirement age, okay and you make more than $21,000, and that's i don't, that's not the exact number, but it's darn close. If you make more than $21,000, then you will lose $1 for every $2 over 21,000. So let's assume that you make $31,000 and you're collecting $20,000 in Social Security, you'll lose 5,000 of that and you have to pay it back. Now, when I say lose, They're just going to take it from you, but then they're going to give it back to you in bigger benefits when you turn full retirement age, which for yourself would be age 67. That's correct. So that's how that would work.
3: Okay. I just wanted to check because I'm still working. I'm still able to function properly and so forth. And And then you
2: shouldn't uh, claim. You you shouldn't claim at all. If you're still working and earning money, there's no reason to even worry about this. Because um, you don't, you know, you shouldn't claim Social Security until you stop working, or you hit your full retirement age.
3: Right. Oh, okay. All right. I just wanted to check and all that. Uh, I thought it was a very little. What did it, what did it increase about five percent cost of living? Is that from how they usually do it each year?
0: Three point two.
2: Well, oh, every 3.2. year they do it based on the cost of living. So a couple of years ago it was eight point six percent. Then it was that five was something. Sum. That was a big jump then it was five something the year before and this year it's only 3.2 so um it, every year it's based on the cost
0: of living all right good how question uh, all right all right Take it.
3: thank you hope you have a good evening and all all right, all all right. thanks mark. thank
0: you mark next we're going to go to claude and Severn. yeah hey claude oh. how you doing
3: oh uh, just fine i recently heard
4: on another radio station or possibly somebody on this one that there were some Extra deduction this year for seniors, uh, other than the standard deduction and the 65-plus deduction. Uh, have you heard anything about that, or do you know of that?
2: Well, last year started the Maryland senior credit for people over 65, where you get 1750 off if you're married. And that's an actual reduction of taxes. That's not a, a tax deduction deduction against your income, that's a reduction of your taxes by seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. And if you're single, uh, you get a thousand dollar deduction if you're over sixty five. But there are income limits to that. Um, And that started last year, not this year. I know of no other federal ones new this year, um, but that's the only new one that I could think of. Anybody could have been referencing.
4: Okay, that's that's in addition to the joint filers that uh, get a uh, $1550 or is that part of it?
2: No, that's a, I think you're talking about the same thing. A joint filer would get $1750, but then you also get an exemption in the state of Maryland for $6400 if you're married, uh as long as your income's under 150,000. So, that may be what you're talking about, Claude.
4: Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, all right, then. Thank you very much. Sure
5: thing.
2: Thank you. We're on an open show, Jackson. 410-922-6680. If you want to call in 410-922-6680. Right now, I got to take a pause with traffic. Take it away, traffic. Hi, this is Drew Tignanelli, host of Money, Riches, and Wealth. There are two main personal finance issues. How do I reduce taxes and when can I retire? The Financial Consulate is passionate about both. My personal passion is reducing your tax liabilities because I believe tax laws are illogical and complex. I relish in helping you legally reduce taxes. It delights me and my team to help you retire and remain confident throughout your retirement. Robust retirement planning software and our comprehensive knowledge can build the assurance you need to plot out your retirement goals. If you have $1 million or more invested, including company plans, then we will do a tax planning analysis and retirement plan projection at no cost. If tax savings and retirement are your main concerns, then call 410-823-7283. That's 410-823-SAVE or search Financial Consulate. That's consulate like an embassy. Let us show you how to lower your tax liability and confidently prepare for retirement.
0: Riches and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
2: We're back. Money, Riches and Wealth here with Jackson Courtney. And uh, we're on an open show tonight. That means you are the guest. You get to call in, ask questions, lead the conversation tonight with anything that you feel is important to talk about. And we do have a couple callers online, but there's plenty of room. More lines are open. 410-922-6680, 410 922 if you want to call in and direct the conversation. But let's go to our next caller,
0: Jackson. Okay, we're, we're going to go to Steve in Delaware first. Hey, Steve, Hello. how you doing?
5: Okay, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. So, got a question about rental property and taxes.
0: Okay.
2: So,
5: I have a townhouse that I've had for 40 years. Uh, i lived there for a number of years, recently moved to Delaware about the last four or five years. And my daughter wants to live in my townhouse in Baltimore County and live there and pay rent, which I'm looking at doing, and the rent would be something, you know, fairly low. And my question is, how would I handle, since it's not going to be listed as an actual rental property, uh, and I'm not going to charge her, you know, market value for rent, but she will be paying something to me. How do I handle that cash flow in regard to taxes? Am I going to get taxed on that as
2: income? Yeah, you know, well, the way that way that you would have to handle that is would be as personal use property. So uh, personal use rental property, which means that you're taxed on the income, but you get to deduct expenses up to the extent of the income to bring your income to zero. You can't take it any lower than zero. Uh, but you can take it to zero. So you probably would have expenses that would easily cover uh, the income, and basically it would just be a wash. You'd have to report it, and it should wash.
5: Okay, so it's really that simple.
2: Yeah, it's really that simple, and and because it's your daughter and because you're doing it at a below market discount rate, <clears throat> it would be just as if you were uh, doing the um, uh, rental or the use of the property yourself. You know, like if, if you've ever heard of people who have uh, Ocean City properties and if they use it for less than 14 days, then they can take it as a full rental property and take the deductions and everything, right? But if you use it for more than 14 days, personally... You have to use it as a personal rental property, and now the income will be taxable to you, but you can take the deductions to bring the income down to zero. You just can't go any lower than zero. Same will apply with you and your daughter now.
5: Okay. All right. All right. Well, that helped. Yep, All thank right.
0: you. Goodbye. Okay, thanks, Steve. Uh, next, we're going to go to Joe and Arbutus. Hey, how you doing, Joe?
4: Thanks for taking my call.
0: Sure yeah, thing. Joe. How can we help?
4: A couple of years ago, our wonderful state legislature all of a sudden decided to uh, kick the retirees off the medical plan, and the uh, evidently the union sued, so it was held up, and I just got the letter a couple of weeks ago saying the suit was thrown out, and that the state is going to give us a little subsidy, and we have to go get our own uh, pharmacy insurance, not medical insurance, I'm sorry, pharmacy insurance, and... Uh, I remember back when you had an expert on what plan to pick uh, through Medicare because I just found out this week I'm going to get a prescription for a pill that costs $7,000 for a month's supply.
2: Right, right.
4: And my copay is only $25, but that's going to end on December 31st.
2: Yeah, so what's your... yeah, what you're talking about is the state's only going to do away with your prescription plan, right? right. So it's, they're not doing away with the whole medical plan, just the prescription right. side of it. Now you got to go to Medicare Part D yeah. and the best way to do that would be you can either go online and do it yourself. Medicare.gov, and do a drug plan search and you enter in your pharmaceuticals and so forth and you tell them what pharmacy you like to go to. And the computer program will tell you which program, which uh, Medicare Part D program is going to work best for you. Okay. Now, if you don't want to do that and you're not good at that, you can always contact the SHIP people. SHIP, like in a boat, a SHIP, S-H-I-P, Senior Health Insurance Program. And uh, there's a SHIP coordinator in every single county in the state of Maryland, every county in the United States, I believe. And these, these people are, are designed to help seniors through the Medicare process, whether it's Medigap insurance or whether it's Medicare Part D. And they will do the search with you, and they will help you figure out what plan is the best one to use for you. Great. That's who I would contact. That way you know you're having an objective opinion from someone, not somebody trying to sell you their Medicare Part D program and so forth. Wonderful. Well, I thank All right. you very much. Yeah, do a Google search for a ship uh, coordinator for your county to help you with uh, Medicare, and you should easily pull it up, okay? I sure will. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, those ship coordinators are excellent. Uh, they do a great job, and uh, you know, any senior out there listening, if you have a problem with Medicare or or Medicare Part D or or Medigap insurance and you just need somebody that give you the straight scoop and they're not selling you anything. You just go look for your ship coordinator, senior health insurance program ship and um, you should be able to easily find it in a Google search. Anybody else online, Jackson? Uh, nobody else online quite yet, Drew. No man, something's wrong, Jackson. You better start, <laughs> you better start telling everybody where to call and how to call.
0: Well, that's uh, 410-WCBM-680. That's 410-922-6680. Uh, there you go. Give us a call and, and, and you lead the conversation and, and uh, we'll answer your questions.
2: Otherwise, Jackson and I will board the living heck out of you <laughs> and you don't want that to happen. You know, 410-922-6680 is the way to call in and ask your question. Uh, what, what else were we? We were talking about something at the beginning of the show and then Mark called in.
0: What were we talking about? Uh, well, we were talking about the, uh, the the event coming up on May 9th.
2: Oh, yeah, well, yeah. That was one, but there was something else I thought we brought up. Oh, whatever. Um, when I was on this morning with Sean, I uh, talked about uh, tax planning versus tax preparation. Sure. And most people don't realize that when you go to a tax preparer, you know they've got two months to get who knows how many hundreds of tax returns done or maybe they only have 100, but they're really complicated returns. Um, You know, it's just an unbearable load that you have to do. And so you really need to uh, make sure that when you're doing your tax returns, you're you're hiring somebody that is somebody that's actually going to be able to help you with tax plan, not only for this year, but looking at the return and saying, oh, if we do this during the course of this year, we're going to be able to put a big dent in your taxes. We've got Steve on the line, right?
0: Yes, we do. Uh, let's go to Steve real quick. Hey, Steve, how are you?
6: Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. I turned, yeah. yeah. I turned 65 uh, about a week or two ago, and I didn't, I'm, didn't sign up for Medicaid because uh, uh, Medicare, sorry. Because I saw uh, some information that confused me. I am still working. I expect to be working for another five years. I have a health plan that my family has been on for over 20-plus years. I have children who are still within that, um, uh, what do they call it, a child adult or something like that, 26 years or younger. Right. I saw some conflicting information that suggested that. You
2: You do not need to sign up for Medicare Part B. You're on your own plan. You can just wait when you retire. You need an L-564 signed by your employer for you and your spouse saying that you're on a medical plan and you'll have an eight-month open enrollment without penalty into Medicare Part B, no matter how old you are in the future. Is that the answer you're looking for?
6: Well, um, if I could just tweak it just a little bit. If I did sign up for Medicare, are my children affected? in terms of, you know, and I keep my health plan at at work. You you would
2: never want to sign up for Medicare Part B if you still have your health plan at work. It would be a waste of money.
6: And how
2: about Uh, A? uh, Medicare A you can do, and that does not affect your children at all.
6: It does not.
2: Okay. Yeah, but the only thing with Medicare A is that if you have a health savings account, you can't sign up for Medicare Part A. Do you have a health savings account?
6: I do not, and I heard you mention that a week or two ago to somebody, and I was like, okay, that doesn't apply to me, no problem. (laughs)
2: Yeah, you should sign up for Medicare Part A for you, and then when your spouse turns 65, also for them. All right, I got to run. I got uh, my heartbreak this time. That's a great question, though. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Steve. We're in an open show, 410-922-6680. All lines are open, 410-922-6680. We'd love to talk to you after this pause with traffic. Hi, this is Drew Tignanelli, host of Money, Riches, and Wealth. There are two main personal finance issues. How do I reduce taxes and when can I retire? The Financial Consulate is passionate about both. My personal passion is reducing your tax liabilities because I believe tax laws are illogical and complex. I relish in helping you legally reduce taxes. It delights me and my team to help you retire and remain confident throughout your retirement. Robust retirement planning software and our comprehensive knowledge can build the assurance you need to plot out your retirement goals. If you have 1 million or more invested including company plans, then we will do a tax planning analysis and retirement plan projection at no cost. If tax savings and retirement are your main concerns, then call 410 410- Eight two three seven two eight three. that's 410-823-SAVE, or search Financial Consulate, that's consulate like an embassy. Let us show you how to lower your tax liability and confidently prepare for retirement.
0: Riches and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
2: I'm afraid to ask Anita what that is. You know, I don't want to know. I don't even want to know. Um, I don't know if it's music or not either, you know. Anyway, it sounds like somebody's in trouble personally. It's, Call 911. It's, it's Billy Jackson. Joel,
0: Drew. Really? It is.
2: He, he needs help there, you know, I think. <laughs> Call 911. Billy Joel's in trouble. Anyway. We're on an open show tonight. We still have lines open. Uh, then we, uh, John Doby and Hamilton, have saved me from having to talk to Jackson or talk <laughs> about music any longer. So let's go right to John.
0: Okay, we're going to go to John in, in Eastern. Hey, John, how are you?
7: All right, yourself.
0: Doing well. Good. How can we help you?
7: So I've got. Uh, I'm going to talk about three accounts. I've got a, a traditional IRA with about 250 in it, and I've got a Roth with maybe a hundred and a little more in it. And I've got a cash account with about sixty in it. And I talked to my talked to my manager about converting the traditional over to the Roth, but he said it would take all sixty to make that happen in taxes. And so I'm wondering what are the what's the future of traditional IRAs looking like? How serious of a problem is this?
2: Well, you don't you would never want to just convert all your IRAs to Roth unless you had a strategy as to why it would be advantageous to do that. Normally, what we do, John, is we're going to look at your your tax liability and how your income is structured, and then we're going to convert a certain amount to keep you in a certain tax bracket to that, that's, that's maximize what's my, that? My tax-
7: Said my taxes are really low so that doesn't work so good
2: well but still we would probably try to keep it maybe in the 22 percent bracket at the most and and that could take you up all the way to um, you know a hundred thousand of income we'd also want to be careful that we don't uh you know trigger any extra taxation by uh by converting too much so it really has to be done with a prudent eye on your your tax situation and uh, we typically do, you know, the client typical client. We might do only a little five, ten thousand. Some clients we might do fifty to a hundred thousand at a time. It just depends on the situation.
7: Is there any reason to hold the IRA at all?
2: Yes. Uh, do you do any charitable giving?
7: I am a charity.
2: <laughs> well, that may be true, but do you give any uh, any money to any other charity other than yourself? No okay well then that's uh is there any reason to hold the ira well yeah um are you ever intending to leave maryland maybe well if you do that would be the time you'd want to convert your iras because then you eliminate the maryland taxation which is relatively high compared to most states so about you know so like for example when i'm when i moved out of maryland to florida I converted a large portion of my IRAs because um I just eliminated eight and a half percent income tax liability on it. Right. So so there's lots of different regions you want to do it, but you really need a careful tax eye. And most uh you know, brokers and so forth don't understand that. And so you need to make sure you get somebody with a good tax eye to help you make decisions on how to convert. All right, John, I got to run. We got another caller going. Yep, Yep.
0: thank you. We're gonna go to Adobe in uh, Eastern Shore. Hey, how are you?
5: Good evening. You were talking earlier in regards to the health savings account. You can't go on Medicare if you have a health savings account. Right. How old do you have to be to be able to go on to Medicare if you still
1: have that?
2: Well, you can't go on Medicare at all. Uh, no matter what age you are, if you have a health savings account, once you go on Medicare, you can't keep putting money into the health savings account. You can keep the health savings account, you just can't contribute to contribute it anymore. To
8: it. Okay, that makes yeah. more sense.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. I may not have. I may not have uh, communicated that properly.
5: Gotcha. Gotcha. So as long as you're putting money in it, you can't go on Medicare.
2: That is correct. Yeah. You're, one of my good buddies that I play golf with his name is Doby. You don't hear that name very often.
5: No, but unique.
2: Uh, it is unique. But you're not my buddy from Florida playing that I play golf <laughs> no, with, not are quite. you? No. Okay. Well, good
0: talking to you, Adobe. An- another not point sure. there, Drew. Uh, you can use HSA monies to to pay for your your Medicare Part B premiums. Correct.
2: That's correct. So you can you can use the money in the health savings account and you can even use it to pay the Medicare Part B premium. You can't use it to pay your Medigap premium. Now go figure that one out. You don't <laughs> you don't try to explain the logic of that. You just memorize that, Jackson, right, you know? Right. Anyway,
0: let's go to Hamilton. Okay, we're going to go to Hamilton in Jacksonville. Hey, how are you?
1: Yeah, hi. Um you were you were talking with a previous caller and about the um uh, Medicare Part B, and you said if you um, have a private insurance plan not to get that. Well, I'm in a situation where I retired two years ago, and for a year, I did not work. Um, So I got A and B and D. And then just uh, this summer, I went back to work, uh, and I have private insurance again through that company and what happens now with my part b i guess is my question
2: yeah that's an interest how old are you now
1: i'm 68
2: 68 and you've already signed up for medicare part b right
1: right i signed up when i retired two years ago and yeah. um
2: yeah so so I'm the law the work. the law is that you um You can't you don't have to go on to Medicare Part B if you have a employer plan that is of a a number of employees in the company or more than 20. And uh, and so the person who called in earlier, he had that situation so he can delay his Medicare Part B. But for yourself, once you go on to Medicare Part B. And even if you do go back to work and you get a medical plan from the work, um, you know, you don't, you, you can't, if I understand it correctly, and I'm not, I can't tell you this, I know 100%, but I'm pretty sure you cannot now stop Medicare Part B and say, okay. I want to defer it until I stop working. What I would do is not take the company plan and get them, see if you can get them to give you some extra money for not taking their plan since you're on medicare and medicare is the best medical insurance you'll ever have my friend trust me there's there's no no. there's no company plan out there like medicare so i would tell the company you know do something for me and i'll cancel the medical insurance if not i'm just going to take your medical insurance and and you know and make you uh pay for it you know (laughs) So, so they should do something for you okay
1: Okay. Thank
2: you very much. All right, buddy. Good calling. And, uh, you know, some companies, Jackson, they may he may even be able to get the company to uh, pay for his Medicare. Um, that can happen. There are some certain rules that you have to follow to do that. Right. But he may actually get, you know, off their plan, but get them to pay for his Medicare in lieu of their plan. Anyway, who's up next? So let's tell everyone we're on an open show, 410 410- Nine two two six six eighty. Lines are reopened again, and we only have Steve on the line. And uh, so we have about three lines open, and we'd love to take your call. So
0: let's go to Steve real quick. Okay, let's go to Steve in Westminster. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good, how are you?
8: Oh, good. I have, I have your book, by the way. Um, oh, good.
2: I appreciate that.
8: Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm an independent contractor. I'm self-employed. And I hear this ad on the radio all the time. It's actually this station where this guy says that you can qualify for this up to $35,000 tax credit refund. Um, You have to get online and fill this paperwork out. And if you get money, then you pay them. And if you don't get any money, then you don't have to pay them. Do you know anything about that? or?
2: I do not know anything about that, but you do have to be careful of those kinds of things because there there's a lot of um cyber criminals do a lot of marketing, and one of the ways they market is they do these extravagant things on radio or in print ad or online, et cetera, et cetera. and they say, You know, sign up for this special newsletter or sign up for this and you're going to get this special tax credit or do this, et cetera, et cetera. And then they'll come back and say, you know, yeah, here you go, et cetera. And they'll send something. But then they'll turn around and they'll sell that email or they'll sell that uh, uh, phone number or whatever to cyber criminals and elder fraud criminals and so forth. And then next thing you know, uh, you're, you know, they say, hey, these people are vulnerable. They. They. They are responding to these types of wild, you know, statements. So they obviously could potentially uh, be scammed, and and I'm always skeptical of that. So you know, be very careful when you're if you ever look at anything. So you're wise to call in and ask about it. But I can't tell you if it's true or not. I've never seen anything like that. Um, yeah,
8: well, I don't. Well, they run. No. They run. Yeah, they run the ad on the station. I've heard it quite a bit, but. You know when I hear stuff like that, it's like red flags go up,
6: you yeah know what I'm saying, and it should yeah.
2: it should you know, and wow. I, I you know look w c b m doesn't do anything to um uh, if somebody calls in and says they want to run an ad and and so forth they they take their money and it. let' them run the ad, yeah. you
0: know,
8: yeah I, uh, I got that yeah, yeah. so I, fig- I figured if it's if if they don't come up with anything, they've got all your information and they could sell it. So. Yeah,
2: that's that's a lot of times yeah. what it's all about, you know, and that's yeah. unfortunate and so forth, but if I could if I heard the commercial I could research it for you and tell you if there's anything to it, but I know of nothing and I can assure you we're passionate about reducing our client's tax <laughs> liability. So, if it were true, we would know about it. All right, Steve, I got to go for a pause. We're on an open show it. 410-922-6680. Lines are open, take away traffic.
0: Back to more of money, riches, and wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
2: Is that Billy Joel too? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't, think, I so. don't think so. <laughs> All right, well, you know, I thought maybe he calmed down during the break there. <laughs> so, uh, Jackson, you have anything
0: for uh, Dobie? I do, I do. So, so Dobie called in with an interesting question. Um, having already signed up for Medicare and then uh, returning to work and, and now getting you know primary coverage through. Uh, through his employer, um, and and we had you know we had said that you know uh, he wanted to uh, drop his employer's mem- uh, health benefits and and you know stick with the the Medicare, um, and and that is half right. Uh, but we did some some research during the break, and um, you can actually drop your Medicare in in favor of keeping your your health benefits as primary insurance um, from your employer, but that comes with uh, a bunch of other asterisks that. That you know make it more complicated. So, um, you know, kind of sticking to what Drew said, it probably would work out best for you to for you to you know drop your uh, em- employer's health benefits and, and keep your Medicare because otherwise, you know, if you have a Medigap plan, then it, it could make it difficult to enroll in one later on if you were to drop it. And also, if you drop from Medicare Part B, you can't not drop your your Part A. So you'd have to drop both. Um, Right. So, yeah. so, you ought to
1: just
2: ask his employer if they'll pay for Medicare and come off his plan and save them the save the employer the medical insurance premium, right? Right. So, that would probably be the better way to go. We're on an open show tonight, Jackson. 410 922 6680. If you want to call in, 410 922 6680. We could probably take another one or two calls, but we have Steve right now, right? That's so, right. We're going to go to Steve. Got all in the, I think Mills. we've talked to every Steve in the state of Maryland <laughs> so far tonight.
0: Yes.
9: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, here's a, here's another twist on the same theme. I'm 73. My wife's 71. She's still working. Gets full health insurance from the university she works at. Actually, she pays zero for it. Um, it's pretty good coverage. Actually, worth about nine thousand, but she's not paying a penny. I w- uh, finished working, retired a few years ago. i have been on Medicare, Medicaid, me- uh, not Medicaid, Medicare, and you know supplement for about oh whatever five six years and it just occurred to us could I drop my Medicare Medicaid go on her as a spouse on her program as a spouse I know we have not pursued a thing but in light of this discussion that there's a twist any comments
2: Um, I think uh, what Jackson read is that you could technically do it but even though it doesn't cost anything um, with your wife's plan, I'm sure her out-of-pocket maximum per year is possibly fairly high. In other words, if you had a serious uh, issue, you could probably pay out what five, six thousand dollars a year. Does it say? Do you know?
9: Uh, her deductibles and all that stuff. Um, wow. Uh, don't know the answer. Got to check that. I mean, yeah, and I'm
2: assuming you're on Medigap Plan G, right?
9: Well, actually, I haven't converted from F. I'm still on that, but I know you've said get off of F, get into G, right?
2: You really need to because if you understand how insurance is priced, the more that people uh, leave Plan F, the more that you're going to get holding the bag, and your premium's probably been skyrocketing.
9: Well, I'm I'm on this thing, you know, like for 10 years, it's kind of gradually controlled and increasing. But when that's up, you're right, I could get, I guess, God knows, right? right? Who knows? Big boost. What kind of
2: 10-year program are you on?
9: It's, uh, it's a UNH plan. When I first signed up, uh, I'm probably about six years into it. Each year they increase it by, uh,
2: I think. Is that with AARP?
9: Yeah, yeah, that's the yes, one. Yes,
2: but you're already up to 300 a year a month, aren't you?
9: Um, it's just about, right about 300 Yeah, good for you.
2: Yeah, well, you know, Plan G, at your age, Plan G should only cost you about $175 a month. Oh, Yeah, you should quote Plan G as soon as... And you know what? I think AARP should be ashamed of themselves that they don't tell their uh, people to just get off F and go right to G, especially if you can save enough money. But who do you do your auto and home insurance with?
9: Um, One of your favorites, Geico.
2: Oh, Geico. Uh, are you in are you inside the city?
9: Um, no, I'm in the county, but I'm i I'm just inside the beltway, but I'm not in the city.
2: Well, if you're inside the beltway, that's the problem. Geico's probably one of your best options there. But if you could get on Erie insurance, Erie's got a great Medigap policy and their Medigap plan G premium is really for somebody your age, it's about a hundred and fifty, sixty dollars a month.
9: Wow. Oh, sweet. <clears throat> Yeah. I guess I could always make a call. Who knows? Maybe I'm just inside the Beltway, but hey.
2: You should. You should talk to our buddies out there in Bel Air. We like uh, Boyle Insurance. We don't get anything from them. We just know that they do a good work for our clients. So call them. Boyle Insurance in Bel Air. All you right.
9: B-O-Y-L-E.
2: Yeah. B-O-Y-L-E. Yeah. Boyle Insurance in, in in Bel Air. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Janet there, Jackson.
0: Okay. We're going to go to Janet in Elkridge.
2: It's not Janet Jackson. It's Janet Jackson. Jackson's going <laughs> to hit the thing to talk to Janet. Go ahead, Janet.
10: Hi, how are you? Good, and you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So the reason I called is because I was wondering, my, I have a youngest son who's been trying to buy a property. With interest rates and the cost of housing around here, it, it, it's ridiculous what his payments would be. So I'm curious what the tax, in, the tax implications would be if I were to sell him one of my rental properties and carry the note.
2: So if you if you did that, um you would have an installment sale and so whatever gain you have, you would report it little by little as he pays off that that note to you. So that's how oh, that boy. would work.
10: So I don't have to pay the whole capital gains all at one time cuz I'm not getting the money.
2: That is correct. So Let's say you have a two hundred thousand dollar piece of property you're going to sell them, and uh, your cost basis is a hundred thousand, and you sell it to him for two hundred, and you finance the whole two hundred thousand, and he pays you at the rate of let's say ten thousand a year, um, and let's say your interest rate is uh, factored in at say you could do it as low as three or four percent if you wanted to. Um, I read. Okay, go ahead. So a portion of that 10000 a year he gave you would be interest and the other portion would be principal and some of it would be capital gain and some of it would be return of principal.
10: Oh, okay. So it is possible to do it and it won't. Because if you think about it, we were thinking that we would still get what we're getting from a rental perspective. But then yeah. he would own it. You <clears know throat> what I
2: mean? That's correct.
10: So I that, would still, we would put it in his name, though, right? So he could take the tax right off.
2: Correct, and you have to give them every year. You'll have to give them a ten ninety eight mortgage statement, and you'll have to register the mortgage with the county. Correct. So, yes. Yeah. So you got to do all that, and remember, every year you have to file a ten ninety eight M O R T in order for him to take that deduction. Okay.
10: Okay. Perfect. Thank you very much.
2: All right. Good question. Very good.
0: Right. Yeah, great question.
2: Thanks, <clears throat> But, you know, it's that 1098 MORT that most people who do uh, private uh, lending to children or to friends or whatever, that really messes it up. Because if you don't do that 1098 MORT every year, um, the IRS will deny the interest deduction. And you've got to register that mortgage. That mortgage has to be leaned against the property. So those are two key things if she's going to do what she's going to do that he can get the mortgage deduction. Right. So. Anyway, Jackson, we're out of time. Always a good time with you. Look at yeah, that. Quick you know, show. Look at the list of callers that came in With Jackson's here. <laughs> you go tell Leo that, you know, he, <laughs> he came alive in the second half. But in the first <laughs> half, he, we only had like one or two callers. So <clears throat> you did it the whole way through. Well, I'm there sure Leo
0: go. would have been able to answer those Medicare questions on the spot.
2: There you go. I think you're right. He's a sharp young man. He sure is. Anyway, we're uh, out of time, Mr. Tignanelli, saying God bless.
0: Thanks, Drew. Take care.